Welcome back, Bannock folks. You're watching another episode of Bannock Doubts podcast. Holds it down for the underground sound here in Ontario, Canada. And I'm your host, Phil Paxton. Thank you for joining us today. Now, I'm going to let you know real quick, right off the bat, we had some technical difficulties with this episode. Uh, my guest, Adam Cameron of Cold Shoulder and Father Figure, he came down. He made time out of his day. And uh, I'm not really necessarily sure what happened. The video just is just doesn't fall in sync with the audio and it falls off all the time. It was a nightmare. Um, so unfortunately, I don't have any footage for you this week um, because, you know, we do everything DIY. It's uh, low rent here and uh, we're all along for the journey here. But I promise I'll make it up to you for next week's episode. We got a good one. Um, but yeah, we got a good one for you this week. We got Adam Cameron. He is a hardworking individual. He works, he drums in cold shoulder and does this new project called father figure you know he's putting on shows he's helped putting on hold your ground fest 22 which is happening in mississauga um make sure you get your tickets for that because uh weekend passes are getting low on the ticket count and uh who knows by the time uh, this airs it might all be gone so uh get your tickets for either days it's gonna be a blast we're gonna have a good time uh, yeah, let's get into shows. We're talking about shows. We're, let's get into the shows. All right, so this Friday, two days from now, May 13th, in Toronto, Off Leash presents Class of 2022 with Dear God, Do Flame, Mile End, and Real World, and that's at the Monarch Tavern. At Sneaky D's that night, Emo Night uh, North presents Drowned with Mount Abora. Last Wretch and Life Postmortem. Saturday, May 14th, B.A. Johnson with Sons of Butchers. They're playing at the Atria in Oshawa. Tuesday, May 17th, in Kitchener, we have Tunic, Strange Limbs, and Thou Shalt. And they're playing at the Short Finger Brewing. Thursday, May 19th, in Toronto at the Hard Luck, we have Talk Show Host, Teenage Halloween, Wordplay, and Studio. Friday, May 20th, in Hamilton at the Doors Pub, we have Hostage, Juggernaut, Rust, and Scabs Off. Saturday, May 21st, in St. Catharines at the Warehouse, we have Belvedere playing with The Last Gang and The Holdouts. Tuesday, May 24th, in Waterloo at Maxwell's, we have Short Fiction, Bliss Fields, Eddie Evie, and Dead Friend Collective. Adam and the Metal Hawks are going on tour with Revive the Rose. They're playing a couple days. May 7th or 27th in Toronto at Sneaky D's. May 28th in Ottawa at Brass Monkey. And May 29th in Barrie at the Queens. Friday, May 27th in Brampton at Spot One Grill. We got Millspect, Mile End, Cohesion, Bar Down, and Gavel. That's going to be a fucking punishing show. Saturday, May 28th, Niagara Metal presents Swap and Drop Dead 5-Year Anniversary with Fandadix, Blood Opera, The House of Haunts, and Electric Dead at Camp Cataract. And, like I was just mentioning, on September 9th and 10th in Mississauga at the Hansa House, Damage Control and Soulless Music Pro uh, Promotions presents Hold Your Ground Fest 22 with Neverending Game, Mind Force, Pain of Truth, Dare, Momentum, Gridiron, Cohesion, Cold Shoulder, Endgame, and many more. Get your tickets at HoldYourGroundFest.com. Well, folks, uh... Again, I'm just letting you know. Yeah, no video this week. Um, and uh, 
I hope you enjoy it because it's a good one. So make sure you got your earbuds on. Uh, nothing really entertaining to show you this week, but uh, I, I, I promise you it was a good episode. All right, let's go. Back to another episode of Banecdotes. T-shirt of the week is shot down twice. We just had Carmen North on the show, and my guest this week is Adam Cameron. How are you doing today, man? Pretty good, man. How about you? Good, good, good. Thank you for making the trip down. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, now, uh, tell tell the listeners and uh, viewers uh, a bit about yourself. Yep. Yeah, uh, so, Adam Cameron. I played drums in uh, Cold Shoulder. Um, been in other bands before that, and I recently just started a little side project called Father Figure. Uh, yeah, putting a little bit of shows on here and there, and just living the dream with two kids and a business. <laughs> wow, yeah, that's what you were just saying. Yeah. Now, and the last time we saw each other in person was actually just like a week from now yeah, when you guys were yeah. finishing up your shows with uh, Flashback, Yeah. the the release. How were those shows? Actually, like, uh, unreal. Yeah. And... I guess the pandemic left so much uncertainty um, that you're kind of like, hmm. And and to play for those shows, the turnouts we had, the pre-sales, the 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 merch, people like people that we've never even, like, you know how it is in Ontario. Yeah. As, as big as it is, the music community is small, and you know you you know, Hellbender Center can go play a show in Ottawa, and you're going to know a lot of people there. Yep. Same as Cold Shoulder. But at all these shows we played, there was just all these tons of new faces, a lot of younger people as well, and it was just like 
we were a loss for words, honestly. Yeah. Like, our band, we talked about it after. Like, this was insane. Like, where did... What happened? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, it was awesome. This is something that I'm also noticing. Like, uh, Vanectos, we just put on a show with Crywank. They came all the way from the UK. Mm-hmm. And they're, like, more like an indie, like, uh, acoustic act. They were really cool. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, we threw it in uh, at Warehouse, and so many people came out that I had no- I've never seen before. And they're, mm-hmm. like, in my own town, and I love that. And like I said, like... It just shows you that it's growing. We're growing, and everything's getting better. And uh, yeah, so it's good to hear that those shows were great. I love the way that you curated the shows. Actually, I want to talk about this. How every show that you played in Hamilton, uh, Ottawa, Toronto, uh, and you did London, you guys managed to curate all the really like hardcore bands of that area. Like you managed to really make it a hardcore show. It, you yeah. know, sometimes in uh, on Ontario, it's not too uncommon to find a pretty like a metalcore and a hardcore band or then like a band like Sinner even play we're kind of in the middle there yeah. uh where, where these shows were just like straight up these are hardcore shows and you really brought that and I thought that was I thought that you guys wanted to make it apparent that you guys would did that too especially with all the choices you made yeah it was uh actually I had a lot of help I I uh kind of did it myself with, with the helps of uh like Jameson from London yeah uh, Kyle from Brampton helped me out, and and uh, even in uh, uh, Shot and Scallon in Ottawa, mm-hmm. uh, Spectrasonic. We, I was like, hey, this is a show I want to do. I have ideas for these locals, and, and we'd all kind of like, like brainstorm. Let's put this band. Let's do this just to make it kind of like the you know a good opportunity, a good show. And on top of it, having Flashback, who's not a hardcore band, I, I'm a big fan of Mixville, so I'm mm-hmm. like, this is gonna work perfect because. You know that you have that variety, uh, but at the same time, it was still kind of a hardcore show. Yeah, um, but yeah, it, it definitely, like I said earlier, turned out awesome. And uh, shout out to everybody that helped these, make these gigs happen, and all the bands that opened. And it was, uh, yeah, like we're lost for words. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I'm glad that it turned out so good. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah, you got this new project now, Father Figure. Yep. Uh, how did that come together? Uh, something I've been wanting to do for a long time, actually. Uh, so Sean that sings I used to play in a band with him called Forever Cadence oh yeah 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 I remember back in the day I think you probably even booked us back then <laughs> I, I, I think I, and uh, Ryan was just posting about it yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. and uh, so Sean had a kid I had a kid on my first on the way and uh, we always so I'm a I'm a huge like punk pop punk fan mm-hmm. um, you know bands like Title Fight or uh, the story so far uh, even you can go big back back in the day from like some 41 and Blink-182 like, No Found Glory No Found Glory exactly yeah. like I was I've always been big in that music so was Sean and it was something I kind of always wanted to do and I was kind of Sean in mind but I didn't have anyone to write the music okay so you know, all these years of cold shoulder I'm like oh I'd love to start this like side project and then I go ding the music machine himself, Jeff. Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> Who's a big, like, all those bands I listed, he likes everything, you know. And I was kind of like, hey, man, I, I've had this idea to do this band. You know, at the time, Cold Shoulder wasn't doing much. Do you want to write some music for me? He goes, yeah, sure, no problem. So he lays out the four demos. Nice. And originally, I was just going to sing. And then I was like, oh, you know what? These songs are way too good. <laughs> I had, and I'm going to butcher these. So I finally reached back out to Sean. Yeah. Him and I haven't discussed this in a long time. Go, hey, man, you still want to do that band? I got some demos from Jeff. He goes, yeah, let's do it. So then uh, 
Yeah, Davis did the drums. Um, and, Jay Davis played drums? Yeah, he played oh, cool. the drums on it. Jeff did the guitars and bass at his house. Nice. Davis mixed everything, and then Sean and I went to the Davis's old studio in Fort Erie and nice. did the vocals. Wow. I had no idea Davis was even involved in that project. He was, yeah. It was, uh, he, yeah, he's, I think he'll probably be involved with every project I have going forward. <laughs> <laughs> he's an amazing musician, yeah. producer. Shout outs to Davis. We yeah, all love Davis. I think probably most of your podcasts you get shout outs to Davis on it. <laughs> yeah, almost every, yeah, they've either worked with them, they've either played in a band with them, yeah. they've, done, they've worked with them in some capacity. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. So how did you, so like, how did that momentum, like, like you said, like, during the pandemic, uh, was it just because Cold Shoulder wasn't doing something at the time that you managed, you were just kind of like feeling restless or... Yeah, I was like, like, like let's like honestly once once I realized I could ask Jeff to write me some music, right, right. <laughs> uh, it was kind of like, oh, I can make this happen now. Like, let's do this, and and then yeah, sh I mean, not that we were doing anything even personally because everything was closed, right. So it's like, you know, let's just do this now and see what happens. And we actually sat on it for quite a quite a bit of time too because. Um, I got busy with work and stuff and then the kids and whatever and then finally it was like okay we need some album art actually my, my daughter's on the album art oh that's amazing and then uh, my nephew who was born four days before her wow those are the two on the yeah so then we just it just kind of just happened it just okay let's put this out let's just do this let's just put this out and here we are that's yeah. <laughs> so I'm so like Father figure, the name comes with obviously with both you being new parent, like you guys said, like yeah, yeah. you had your son on the way. Uh, yep, yeah, it was, uh, it was, uh, that was a that band name was an idea I had, you know, when this plan originally started oh, a long cool. time ago. Because originally we were chatting with a couple other old friends that have kids too. Nice. Imagine we like started this this band called Fun. No, nothing really came to it, and then. Uh, Actually, when we were, uh, Jeff, Sean, and I were discussing a band name, originally Father Figure kind of got, like, nixed. We are like, eh, right. you know, there is another band like that. And then we're like, oh, we're not going to be that serious, and so we'll put the slashes in it, whatever. And then eventually we're like, okay, well, there's nothing better. Let's just roll with it. And, uh, yeah, so there was no, no real meaning other than, oh, and Jeff also, he's a cat dad. Right? Oh, of course. So he's a cat. Right. So he's a dad, too. Yeah. So he fits. Uh, <laughs> Davis have any animals? Uh, no. Uh, oh, he lives with Elise, Elise. and uh, yeah, and a mama. They have yeah, a dog, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Um, and then yeah, so I mean, not that we've never even jammed. It was all a studio project. Oh yeah, so like yeah, do you guys have any intentions of playing live or? We didn't, but we've been asked by you know several people like, hey, want to you know why don't you put a set together and play a show? And we're like. <laughs> yeah it's, okay yeah so i think we will eventually maybe before the year's out um the cool thing about the way jeff writes music is he does it on guitar pro okay yeah, so yeah, yeah. he just sends me it and i can we can all learn our parts mm -hmm. and then get together and you know we know everything yeah so um so that's how he does it with cold shoulder too mm -hmm. um yeah so i think hopefully before the year's out we'll maybe play a gig well at least practice at one point that's cool <laughs> you guys really like you initiated it really well like uh, a lot of time when you do say pop punk especially nowadays a lot of people get turned off right mm -hmm. um but like you guys did like that i 
I don't. I I find it more easy core than 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 pop. Yeah. Like I know again, that's another word that makes a lot of people cringe. But it's yeah. a, it's it's got this aggressive bright side that's still like uh, I really enjoyed what you guys managed to do. I, I would Man, love I to see you guys that. play live. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate <laughs> that. Yeah. Now, how did you get into heavy music growing up? Uh. <laughs> It's a long one. No. Uh, <laughs> so my cousin, I idolized my cousin when I was a kid. Um, still a great guy. Mm -hmm. But he came over with uh, Blink-182's Enema of the State. Perfect. And I've never heard anything punk or anything like that. And as cringy as Blink is now, early Blink, like Dude Ranch and stuff like that, That's that was like raw punk. Right? Oh, that yeah. Was, that was, uh, so he brought that over and I was like, oh, this is really cool. And then I went out and bought Dude Ranch, the record before, and I was like, this is even cooler. And then, <laughs> you're going to love this, the next time I saw him, he brought Limp Bizkit's Significant Other over. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was like, whoa, this is even cooler. And, and then you could imagine how new metal then transpired to kind of more metalcore. And yeah. Then in high school, I had some friends, actually uh, a guitar player of uh, Forever Cadence, um, he would always show me bands, you know, Kill Switch Engage and and uh, Unearth stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, I get fired up over that stuff. It's amazing. <laughs> and then uh, yeah, it just kind of the first hardcore band I ever saw was Walls of Jericho. Oh, cool! Yeah. Where did you see them? Uh, it was at the Opera House. Nice. And I want to say Bullet for My Valentine was headlining. Oh, there you go. That's a yeah. pretty good lineup. And that's who I went to see. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and uh, and I also went and uh, the fully downplayed as well. I don't know if you remember that band. I'm not fully familiar. Down. No, um, they, they were cool. Oh, I think a Wilhelm scream played as well. Cool. It was the, those were the four bands. Yeah. And I remember Walls Jericho being like, it was right when All Hail the Dead came out that album, and the album starts out with feedback, and it's just like dun 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 dun. And then she's just like, "All oh, hail the yeah and I'm yeah like, holy fuck, this is sick." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then yeah, it just kind of you know went from there. But I will say, I I stand proud and say bands like Killswitch Engage and Limp Bizkit and maybe bands that people might be a little embarrassed to say they liked back in the day. I that was just my shit, man. Like oh, that yeah. was what got me to where I am, and and. Uh, yeah, all from Blink, Blink Twenty Two, basically. Yeah, that's cool. Blink. It's no wonder new, uh, Flashback ended up on the bill, eh? <laughs> With Dude, all the when new, they new started that influence. band, I was like, "This is what Twenty Twenty Two needs or Twenty Twenty One." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I first like when they first first started putting singles out, like I was like, "This is like a cool mix of like the hardcore," but they really do the new metal well. Oh. They're not like one of the like. There's a lot of bands who like to like. They're still heavy, but they like touch into the new metal. No, this they they go full balls to the walls. It makes me think of when I was that age, wearing those like uh, like anime uh, button up. Sh uh, you know what I'm talking about? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do a good job. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, let's talk about Ontario bands. Is there any Ontario bands that's caught your attention within the last year or so? Anything that you've been uh, really jamming? Uh, yeah, like newer band. Well, first of all, my favorite Ontario band ever is like Pacific. They're a great band. I love that band. Uh, I that's like a goal for Cold Shoulders to play with them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I don't know anyone in that band. They would probably <laughs> be like, "What?" <laughs> uh, but uh, as for newer bands, uh, I I mean, I got a shout out 
uh, Mylan. I know you just had Jake on. Yeah, yeah, Mylan. They're a great, cool new band that, like, have a really refreshing sound. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I think uh, what they're doing is, is... Something that I would never have played when I was that age. And that's what I think is really cool is like, it's, it's, it's just refreshing to hear. Yeah. And it was, so I went to the release show in Brampton and that's where I used to go to shows in mm-hmm. Brampton because I lived just north of Brampton. And, uh, we went there, uh, Kyle booked it and it was Cohesion's first show. So I was like, let's go check this out. And this is Mylan Band. And it was packed, man. There was probably like a hundred people there and I was like oh, this is, and they played I was like this band rips so I'm talking to Jake outside after and he, I go like, how old are you man and he's like 21 or whatever I was like oh cool I was like how did like, how did you like start this band oh we all went to high school together I was like oh what high school and he's like oh Mayfield which is where I went oh, I was cool. like no fucking way like this is crazy and then he I said how'd you get into this music it was so funny I don't know if you remember this but he goes uh Oh, my uncle got me into it, but he's like, he's like old. And I was just like, okay, how old? He's like, oh, like early thirties or something. Yeah. 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 And I'm like, <laughs> all right, who's your uncle? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do I know? Like, uh, yeah. I was like, that's me. Yeah, I'm old. And, uh, but no, um, do you know his uncle? Did you know? I him? don't know, <laughs> but he was, Jake was telling me he was more into like the junction and okay. things like that, mm-hmm. which I wasn't, uh, too much into that, um, but yeah, so uh, where's it going? Mylan, uh, and then obviously, um, you know, uh, Gavel, great new band. Yeah, Gavel's great, eh? Um, Dear God, who we had on Toyster Tots, um, who's, you know, homies with Mylan. Yep. Uh, what Robert's doing there is so cool. Not hardcore, uh, but still, like, awesome. Jeez, um, uh, some new bands. I don't know. I might be drawing a blank right now. That's fair. You've named a couple. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Just see, honestly, any just seeing new bands is, is what's cool to it's me. Exciting. Uh, Losing sight, Jameson yeah. and Matt's band. Yeah, and that's a band. cool band. Oh man, and they played our London show, and I just I was like, this is sweet. Like this is. It's just I like I like new shit. Like was that their first gig? No, I think it was like their third, maybe. Cool. Or fuck, they were good. They, were they they have a tight town. And Rum Runners has got to be the best venue in Ontario. I really like Rum Runners. <laughs> the it's, sound there is unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they've got uh, like a couple of different green rooms, which is cool. I mean, that's yeah. not that's the it's not a necessity when you're in a band, but it's like a, it's luxury. You get a nice green room where you can actually like chill for a bit. Yeah, I actually really like Rum Runners, and it's of course attached to like the London Music Hall, which is just an even bigger venue. Yep. Yeah, yeah. They're really that that that's a cool place. Um, yeah, so. Let's talk about Hold Your Ground Fest. You and a handful of other people are responsible for putting together this really rad hardcore festival. Yep. How did that come together? How did this... Where did the idea start from? Uh, it was... So I I kind of... Like, I solely wanted to turn Toys or Tots into a fest. Right. 2020, it was going to be more of a festival. Mm-hmm. But the pandemic hit and we had to cancel it. Right. Um... And I would I talk to Kyle all the time. I love what Kyle's doing, especially putting on shows in Brampton, which is where I was from. Yeah. And then you know he brought it up to me again. Hey, I really want to do a fest, and I was like, dude, like I'll help. Like you know, I've been wanting to do this. He goes, I know that's why. We... And then uh, Jessa, who works for Damage Control, that's right, uh, out in Alberta. Um, she's you know got a lot of experience and 
when she was down with Endgame for Toys for Tots. We were all kind of chatting. And basically Kyle just started. He's just like, I'm doing this. You guys want in or whatever? And I'm like, yeah, like, how can I help? And Jess is like, let's do it. And then, uh, yeah, and then we... Yeah, got on a group chat and. <laughs> How did you guys manage to decide on like the headliners that you got? You got Never Ending Game and Pain of Truth and Mind Force and Dare. Like, how, yeah. what, like was it was it that from the start or was it like were you just guys throwing names out and? I think I think a lot of it. So I didn't do a lot of the band. Like okay. I, I put some suggestions in. Mm -hmm. I took care of the the venue or helped with the venue and and the sponsors and stuff like that. Uh, but definitely, we all just kind of threw some names out there. Obviously, we picked it, you know, like, okay, like, you know, Dare is from California, but but everything else is, like, close to the border, kind of, mm -hmm. right? So, it's, it's doable. Right. As opposed to flying bands out. Um, so, we, uh, yeah, just kind of names got thrown out there, and then I know Jessa went to LDB and started, you know, chatting down there a little bit. Yeah. With some of the bands that we had in mind, and then, and then they just kind of, you know, did their offers, and agents and bands is, yeah, let's do it and here we are cool like, that is so yeah I've never heard of Hands a House that's a Mississauga it's, it's yeah a it's venue a, or it well it it is now <laughs> <laughs> anything's a venue yeah, yeah. <laughs> you put a PA in it no it's actually a it's a I forget the correct description but it's basically like a, a German Legion type thing okay so it's like a German yep. hall um, and they have like they do. It's like a banquet hall, but it's it's strictly like Germany, sure based. Yeah, I, I I think we have one of those in St. Catharines. I know yeah. what you're talking about. And uh, so, you know, Kyle and I were scrounging to find a place like where's or any, and he finally found that and goes, "Can you go check this place out?" I said, "Yeah, I'll go." And uh, we were like, I walked around and I told the lady, I said. <laughs> This is not on German music. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And she was like, oh, we don't care. She's like, what is it? I'm like, it's like metal and screaming. And she's like, oh, amazing. All the people that work here will love it. Because I guess they have a younger staff. Oh, cool. She's like, oh, all the bartenders and the staff will love that. That's let's do it. And I was like, okay, let's do it. Wow. And uh, it's, it's awesome. It's, uh, it's big. But we're trying to sell it out. We're trying to pack it. Yeah, how so, many people are you trying to, like, uh, how many, what's the capacity? So it's 400 seated. Oh, cool. So standing obviously is gonna be a bit more. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's it's cool. We're you know they have like a full. They're doing like full. Uh, there's like a the bar and then there's like a you can get food catering. Yeah. So you can call it. Yeah. So people like showgoers have a place to buy food. They're doing like a full vegan menu too. They're doing like so nice. it's like this Mike is will like, be happy about that. Mike will be happy. Um, so it definitely. It's like seems almost too good to be true. Yeah. And the the lady that we're dealing with, she's just like, like she's the most like helpful and yeah, let's do that. No problem, we can do that. You want to, you want? And we're like, why are you being so nice? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what, what, what's the trick here? What's the trick here? Like, and yeah, so, um, yeah, it seems really cool. Is uh, hold your ground fest? Is that going to be like a, an annual festival, or are you just going to kind of assess that after the fest? Or I I think the plan is yeah to do it annually, but obviously like things happen, right? Of course. And you know like it could go poorly. <laughs> it could it could. It's just uh, we don't think it will. No. But, but anything can happen, right? Right. Um, you know maybe. Uh, all said and done, the venue will say you're never coming back here again. I yeah, don't know. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? But uh, I don't think they will. But it, it's uh, yeah. The plan is to do it annually, but 
let's just get through the first year. Yeah, yeah, we'll worry year. about that afterwards. Exactly. And where can the listeners and viewers find all the tickets? Where can they get them at? Uh, through Damage Control's store. Uh, the link is, I think, uh, Damage... I, I think it's actually just hold your ground fest. Oh, it is. Yes, but it links you to the damage control store. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, you knew the answer. I you, did you know the answer. Get, I was trying like, to set you up for it. Yeah, yeah Jessa. So... Jessa took care of the ticket, so shout out for her. I was just like, I just started sharing the link. <laughs> um, so when it comes to local shows, uh, do you think uh, now that the pandemic is, uh, you know, we're kind of slowly opening up more. And uh, inflation is certainly a thing that's happening. Do you think that we should be charging more for, like, hardcore shows? Do you think the days of the 5 and $10 hardcore shows are gone? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think they they still need to exist? What do you, what, what's your take on that? Oh, I, I think it needs to exist to a certain degree because with inflation uh, become... With inflation, people be... You know, they have less money. Yeah. So, you know, they can't... Do those those privileged things and go to a show because they have the extra money, right? Because they have to spend it on gas, gas or whatever. Um, but at the same time, like these bands can't be doing it for free forever, man. No, you know, and especially if they're touring and like, like you know, it's the money seemed to be it, where it's the got, shows, right? Exactly, it's gotta. There has to the price has to go up a bit. Yeah, but it, it, it's got to be reasonable. Like I don't believe in a in a $20 local show that should never happen um even these these shows cold shoulder did we did 10 bucks pre-sale and 15 at the door yeah and like even 15 in my opinion felt a little high mm-hmm. but when i was looking at our expenses and everything and like i was like i was like you know it's an extra five bucks maybe or three bucks whatever i'm like you know what like let's just try it and see what happens and it worked out good um so I, I definitely think, yeah, it's got to come up a little bit. But you got you don't want to take advantage of it. No, you don't want to take advantage of it. I, I do believe, and I, I wouldn't be upset with the $20 local show. Um, I no. do think bands need to get some of their scratch. Mm-hmm. I mean, music is so readily available, and I think a lot of listeners take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, not in, on purpose. I don't think they're doing it on purpose. But the fact that we live in an age where like you can just pull up and listen to a track in two seconds, and you got the idea of the band... Whereas before, you needed kind of like you, you're you're my age. You go to a show and you never knew that band before, and then you leave going like, "I love that band," and you, you leave with their T-shirt, their, their CD, and then now you know more tracks. Or like you go home and you go, "I recognize that track that they played on this song." Yep. So like, it is a bit of a double-edged sword. I don't think friggin' I mean, twenty dollars shows is a lot. Like it's like you can't not, twenty dollar local shows. Yeah, you can't not recognize that, exactly. right? Um, I like what you guys do for Toys for Tots with the idea of like uh, donating a toy. I mean, that is around Christmas time. Yep. Um, I think even you could get away with, for Toys for Tots, you could charge a stupid amount or donate a toy. So it incentivizes them to bring the toy instead, right? Yeah, I guess. I, I mean, I'm not telling you how to do it. No, that's, I, I've thought about that. But the, uh, the charity also, they accept cash donations. Yeah. And the problem is with the, the, the problems we've run in in the past is the toys got to be brand new right they don't accept them yeah so the charity literally says like if you know you have a hard time getting people to donate toys just take cash yeah so we we still donate a bunch of cash every okay cool that's cool um but even even last toys for tots everyone was like man you can up that 10 bucks like don't be afraid and i was like i can't like it's (laughs) just yeah i want to keep it 
Man, like, because growing up when we went to shows, it was five or ten. It was always five. And you were seeing wicked bands. Five, six bands on a yeah. band. Yeah. I remember, like, when, <laughs> like, textbook would come over here. Yeah. And it, uh, they would play in, like, Caledon East with, like, Means or something. And it would be, like, six dollars or yeah. something. And I'm like, this is insane. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely think, uh, yeah. that I, I wish those were the times. I wish that was the case still, but I don't think... We're not headed in the right direction. We're not <laughs> heading in the right direction. Hey, if 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 there's another thing to keep in mind, if if you do charge like uh, like ten bucks for a show, if you want to really support the band, if you really like that band, go buy that shirt. Go yeah. pick up their shirt. Leave because you're literally giving the band money, right? Exactly. It's like there's no middleman in between. There's not a promoter in between. Even though I mean, you guys did set up your own shows. That's yeah. not the point. No, exactly. I'm just saying that like. This way, you're literally they're going right to the. I'm I'm always a big fan of like picking up a t-shirt, whether even I like the t-shirt or not. To be entirely honest, yeah. I feel good about supporting a band at the end of the day. Yep, no, yeah. that's 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 how it should be. <laughs> cool. Sorry, I didn't think that was gonna go for on that long. Um, but uh, let's talk about you recent. Well, I was gonna say you recently became a father, but it's not that recent. It's two years ago now. So, yeah. um, do you have any advice for anybody who would be like who's a new parent that you wish that somebody gave you? Oh God! <laughs> uh, any any uh, warning signs? Something to like you know prepare them for? Or oh geez, no, <laughs> <laughs> because you don't you can't you can't prepare like you think you can be prepared and I'm, I don't know, man. It's it's a ride, that's for sure. Yeah, for good and bad, you know. Like I have two awesome kids, my my daughter and my son, and they're. I don't have a complaint in the world about them, but like, of course not. You no. know, my daughter, she's not. She'll be two in uh, in May next month. But sometimes she'll have a temper tantrum, man, and I'm just like, dude, you gotta chill. <laughs> <laughs> like, and it gets, it definitely gets, uh, I guess, a little overwhelming when they get, you know, they get start getting upset, and screaming, and right? What's wrong? But uh, it's a ride. Buckle up. Yeah, buckle up. And it's up. only the beginning. And yeah. So we're like, holy, like we're gonna. Like who knows what you know? This is only two. Like, what's five yeah, gonna look like? It's exactly it. Yeah. What's ten gonna look like? What's twenty five gonna look? Yeah. Like? You know what I mean? Like it's so, but uh, I don't know. Don't be afraid. Like it's as corny as it as it sounds. You know, we have, a lot of people. We you know have these conversations about how fucked up the world is right now. Right. Well, the kids can make it better, man. Mm-hmm. And I remember being younger and, you know, we'd hear that in school, like, you guys are the future. And I'm kind of sitting like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Now I realize that, like, well, our days are, we can't do a whole much now. Right. You know, we're kind of on our path, but, like, hopefully our kids can maybe do something to to fix things. Yeah. Or at least help, you know, like, because a lot needs to be fixed in this world. <laughs> I think we all know. <laughs> do you think that being band dad kind of prepared you for being real dad? Oh, uh, a little bit. I think real dad, it's all honestly, Caitlin, my partner, she's, she's like the brains behind this operation. Here. <laughs> uh, uh, I wouldn't say they, they correlate as funny as it would be to call my band members babies <laughs> right now. That would be awesome. I can't do that. No, they're all pretty cool. They're all great guys. Um, but, uh, no, it definitely, the responsibility aspect. Yes. Sure. Right, because when you when you're trying to like manage a band or whatever, you have a lot of responsibility. Plus, I own my own business stuff too, so I'm 
my my responsibility is like very high in life. Yeah. So now to have like the ultimate responsibility, right? I guess I kind of have a little bit of experience, mm-hmm. right? Um, where yeah, so maybe a little bit, yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Whoa, never before, you turn your back. in some anecdotes now let's do it cool so tell me some of the wildest stories you have from uh playing in a band anything uh you know on the road at a show in the studio anything in between yeah uh so i just have to i know mike talked about it but i just have to touch on it for a minute because the craziest thing i've ever done in my entire life was change that transmission that transmission that to me <laughs> that even like work rock because i'm a truck mechanic right so even work rock work related changing a transmission in a parking lot in the middle of nowhere with barely any tools yeah to me is like <laughs> i can't believe we fucking yeah that, that's that that's not just a, an easy feat no right that is that's my ultimate like tour story that i will you know be sure with my kids one day and, <laughs> and uh um but definitely you know like mike when uh, you know when he was on here he said a lot of the weird things happened to him and so we tour with uh, uh, Carolyn. She's like our tour manager. She does a lot of our right. Shout out to Carolyn. Yeah. Shout out. So she does a lot of our uh, paperwork and merch and whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we're staying at a hotel. <laughs> and I was Ryan and I were in one bed. Jeff, and Mike were in the other bed, and Carolyn was on the floor in between the beds. And Mike and I were on like the same edge, and yeah. she was in the middle. <laughs> and we we're all out cold. And I guess she was having like some sort of nightmare and she like screamed at the top of her lungs. Oh boy. And I like woke up and I looked at Mike <laughs> and he's got the blankets up like this and he's wide eyed. Like he's almost gone pale. <laughs> and I was like, what was that? And he's like, <laughs> he's like, she's been screaming for like the past 20 minutes. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Oh, that was I'll just his seeing his face. That was uh, oh, that was funny. Did she ever tell you what the nightmare was about? 
Uh, I don't think I asked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean... <laughs> I don't think... I, it was definitely know, like... Uh, so that's terrifying. And I did literally <laughs> call her on the way here and was like, is it cool if I share this story? <laughs> you like screaming in the middle of the night. And... Uh, She's yeah, it's fine. But uh, that for sure, Mike's the look on Mike's face, and you could tell he's been up. Like yeah. he's been awake. He's like fucking like what is? And this is Jeff, the first scream he heard. Just like the, he's on scream five. He's on like scream five, and he and and Ryan and Jeff they're not even budging. Yeah, just like a goal. And poor Mike's just by himself. Like what the fuck is going on? Um, yeah, that uh, that was pretty big. Uh, we 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 did a tour. One of the first U.S. tours we did with a band called Short Leash, who's uh, oh yeah 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 they're cool. Band. Are they still around? No, they're not around. They're in uh, another band called Enemy of God, another band called Big Deal, another band called Hushed. They're all kind of doing other stuff. Yeah. Um, we did that tour and we played us this town called Galesburg, Illinois, and we never heard of it. It was like this barbershop. shop. Like, see what happens, whatever. And uh, we get there. And the person booking the show was a student. It was a college town. Okay. They just had like this incredible college or university there or whatever. Sure. And he was like, hey, come to the cafe. I'll check you in. You can eat all my meal card. We're like, this is is cool. It was alumni week. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Which, you know, university and college in the States is way different than up here. Like, they're all about this shit. Oh, yeah. Once you're, once you go to that school, you're at that school for life, man. Those are your colors. Yeah. And uh, so we had no whatever. We played a show. It was a good show. It was at a barbershop. Afterwards, the promoter's like, yeah, you guys can crash with my house. Uh, and there's a party later. If you guys want to come. And I think just, <laughs> if you can't remember, just Ryan and I went or whatever, a bunch of us went or whatever. And anyhow, we it's, uh, so we decide, like, let's just roll with this. Like, let's just tell everyone we're alumni. Yeah. So, so Ryan and I were going around <laughs> telling everybody we're alumni to these new students. They're like second years or whatever. Yeah. And they're giving us, they gave us like a free case of beer. <laughs> they're giving us all this free shit. And we're like, this is hilarious. They're like, Kappa Beta! Yeah, we're just like, uh, and they're like, these guys are alumni. Woo! And we're like, yeah. Meanwhile, we didn't even know the name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who knows? Yeah. And I think we just told them that we graduated with like a sociology degree or something. Sure, right? Something to make it sound smart. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that was good. Galesburg, that was always a good. Galesburg, good, eh? Yeah, a little town, ta- like. You you would miss it in a heartbeat. You would oh, yeah, yeah. not town. How was the show? It was a good time. It was cool. Yeah, it was a very small barbershop. The venue was awesome. The barbershop. Yeah, it was a barbershop. Interesting. It was so cool. Um, and they do. They've actually. I don't know if they still do shows there. That was this was probably twenty seventeen. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they have like a good good community there with local shows and stuff like that, which is rare for a university town. Right. Because most university kids they're not really hardcore people. Right. They're just kind of. Not trying to stereotype. I sound like I just stereotype them, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, when we I think do. university, especially yeah. in the states, you think like jocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we got Brock University in St. Catharines. So yeah. I know, I know what you mean. Exactly. Right. <laughs> it's it's uh, yeah. So um, that was pretty wild. Um, stopped into the accidentally. It was an accident. I didn't even know. Have you ever heard of the, like? the stories of like the south end of chicago no so apparently it's like one of the most dangerous places okay. <laughs> in the u.s all right so i i, I know, was, yeah a lot of gun violence right i guess yeah guns and yeah, yeah i think it's, i, did I think that. it has like the highest murder rate that's or, what i that's but yeah that sounds familiar so it so i had no idea this was actually i was a i did two warp tours i was a driver yeah yeah oh you yeah. drove for warp tour yeah i did uh like other bands 
I a clothing company actually. Oh, cool. And, um, so I was, uh, so I was like, oh, you gotta get some gas. <laughs> oh, fuck, here's a gas station. I'll pull off. Yeah. So it was me and uh, two other people, and they were all tatted up, whatever. We're all you know, hard work kids, yeah. whatever. Yeah. And like, we got it to get gas. I'm just like, yeah, we'll wash the windows, and then like, I'm like. I feel these eyes on us. Like, a lot of people are staring at us. Like clearly we're out of place. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. And I go in and pay for gas. And the guy's like, what you got to get out of here right now. <laughs> and I was like, why? <laughs> I had no idea. I don't know. I've never been to Chicago. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I see the gas and they're just like, yeah, like this, this place is really dangerous. Like you guys could get robbed or whatever. Just go. Just I'm like, okay, fuck. That was, uh... <laughs> They're like, oh, don't right. even pay for the gas. Get oh, the fuck out of they here. They were just like, yeah, literally, like, just just go. Like, we're like, okay. Nothing happened, but, like, it was definitely, like... I was like, wow. So weird about that spot. Yeah. Because I didn't know, like, it looked... Wow. High, like, it was just... I guess it was... I don't know. Maybe it was a rundown area. You couldn't sure. tell it was nighttime. And, uh, it's just a gas station. I don't mm-hmm. know. And, uh... So then, after you start learning more about the same as that white Sox games i guess is oh, okay once you leave the game people say to like leave i guess really yeah i don't know i um so that was uh but that was definitely an interesting uh little wow. station stuff yeah yeah <laughs> um oh man so you did two warp tours yeah that's yeah. exciting yeah 2013 and 2014 wow how is it driving all over freaking america uh, amazing um, absolutely terrible driving for warp tour though because it's all night drives <laughs> right and it's, it's like just, yeah it's like eight to ten hour drives every night yeah um, so honestly some of the best people I've ever met were was on warp tour yeah so some of the worst people I've ever met was on warp oh, no. tour oh yeah it was, <laughs> um, but amazing experience like I'm I'm so grateful for those those two years I did that um, my old band was actually a catering band the second year. Oh, cool. So we were cooking food and doing dishes. Nice, and nice. And and Cold Shoulders played Warp too, right? Yeah, we played the Toronto date. I've never seen that. Yeah, so I, I used my, uh, my whatever, uh, I don't know what word I'm looking for here. Cool guy I, status. Cool guy status. <laughs> I pulled out the cool guy card. Yeah. When, when Warp Tour was doing their last tour, I just emailed, you know, people I knew and said, hey. Right. Um, is there any way we can just play the Toronto date? They're like, "Hey, yeah, nice to hear from you." Absolutely. I was like, well, "Holy shit!" Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't is... expect for that to work. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> and uh, but it was cool what they did their last year. They got a lot of local bands on on every city. Yeah. Uh, so that was yeah. So we played that, which was insane. Um, and yeah, just a good experience. Like that that it was legendary. That tour, man. Warp tour is, you know, you go back even. Just from back in the day, I remember going to Barry when it was in Barry. Yeah, and it, like it was in like a field, and all the dirt would kick up. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> and you'd watch some Forty One or Alexis on Fire before they were like, I think yeah. probably just when Watch Out came out or something. Yeah. And like protest when Kaziah just came out. Yeah. And you're like, this is, yeah, that was, yeah. So Warp Tour definitely still got nothing but good things to say about Warp Tour. That's great. Yeah, yeah, you have to, man. Oh, of yeah. course, yeah. So. No, I know. I know. There's like this weird stigma. I th- I always thought Warp Tour was a good time. I always thought that they were doing a good thing. They were. It's the problem is the fucking rock stars on it, man. That's your problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The rock stars on that tour, 
and I'll fucking talk shit to every single one of them. I don't care. I'll go <laughs> on this podcast and say there's too many rock stars on that tour. And one thing I learned about that tour, for the big bands, yeah, it would drive me nuts because all these big rock star bands would do these interviews and they're like, this is the hardest tour ever. I'm like, motherfucker, you sleep in a comfy-ass bed all night. You wake up, you have breakfast, lunch, and dinner served to you. You play for 20 minutes, and then you get to chill out and get fucking hammered or yeah. whatever you do. And then you just go back to sleep, and you wake up the next... I'm like, what about the, the stage crew who are setting these stages up and taking them down every day? They're up at 6, the stages are built by 8, the first band's on by... You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, What about the drivers who are driving 12 hours at night? Yeah. You know what I mean? What about like the, the, the tour managers or just... I'm just sitting like the the yeah. So I keep going on and on, but yeah. <laughs> but the smaller bands on that tour, yeah. they fucking grind, man. Yeah, dude. They grind, and you have to. And those poor like, I can't like. We were in a the first year we were in a, in a little RV, and it was hell. And the bands that do that in a, in a van, yeah, fuck. hell, man, absolutely. Like that tour is hell. There's a there's a really cool documentary I watched on. It's like I think it's just on YouTube. It's not very long. It's like a 40-minute one. And they take three or four separate artists from Warp Tour, and they're kind of them following around. And then there's one band that they're following who isn't even really on the tour. They're just driving to every show, just trying to open and, like, play in the yeah. parking lot. And you really yeah. see the grind. Like, some of them, like, I think they break down a couple times because, like, they're just they're doing it on their own money. And, yeah. No, that was, uh, I remember the band. I, I've seen that exact. Yeah, it's cool. And that's legit how it is. But all these, like, big name rock star fucking guys who say every day this is our favorite place to play yeah like you have it so easy on that tour man <laughs> and the food is so good yeah eh? oh my god some of the best food I've ever had was nice. on that tour you never hear that oh it was amazing the the catering crew is like yeah so too many rock stars on too that many tour. rock stars <laughs> but they sell tickets I guess yeah I don't know. Well, so if you've driven for Warp Tour uh, I mean, maybe just outside of Cold Shoulder, where's the furthest you've driven, like, from home? I've been to almost every state. Never driven through Western Canada, ever. Western Canada? Yeah. No, never, neither have I, actually. Never done that. Uh, I've done the East, East Coast. But... East Coast I've done yet. Uh, and I've I've been San Diego, Key West, not on tour, but the bottom, two yeah. bottom corners, and Maine, and... Seattle, yeah, and everywhere in between. So Man, wow. The fur the furthest I've driven to start a tour would have been Warp Tour. The first year we drove to Houston from wow. Toronto. How how long was the drive is that? Uh, I don't even remember. <laughs> I think it's like a twenty two hour drive. Wow. No, the first year. I'm sorry, that was the second year. The first year we actually started in Seattle. That was like a thirty six hour drive. Oh wow. Um. Uh, but. The second year we did it, we had to make all these stops and hang out with friend people. That, <laughs> it was so, but uh, cold shoulder wise, the furthest we had to start a tour was Omaha, Nebraska. So that would have been, I think, like eighteen hours or nineteen hours. Yeah, something like that. We drove home from Denver once, which was twenty-two. Wow, twenty-four hours. Just like straight. Yeah, swapping drivers out. Actually, yeah. You guys still have that Airbus? We do. Nice. Yeah, same transmission in it. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. yeah. We still got that. Um, I'm actually... Because, like, obviously, cultural, they can't tour a whole lot anymore. Right. We can, but, like, more shorter. You want to make them count. Exactly. So, the bus actually 
Caitlin and I are slowly turning it into like a little like RV. Ooh, fun. Where we, her and I can take the kids and do a road trip. Yeah. But we can still fit gear and the band. That's cool. All, like, that's really cool. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I love that thing. That, that, that's been, that bus has been everywhere, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah. Do you have any pre-show rituals before any gigs? Uh, usually, um, panic a little bit, uh, <laughs> get nervous. Uh, I'll usually have a beer maybe just to like get like, well, my mood going, I guess, a get a little happy with Lucy Goosey. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, I try to do vocal warm ups, but I usually forget. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then I'll usually be like, Oh, I gotta do vocal warm ups. And then I'll run in and see Mike and he, he's like, fuck, I forgot to do vocal warm ups. <laughs> I was like, yeah, me too, man. You do like the, like Zena screaming warm ups, like the, yeah, the... some of that stuff. I've never, I've only watched a bit of that. Yeah. I always thought I should, should probably watch it because it's probably very helpful. Um, but yeah, uh, nothing crazy. Make sure my shit's organized. <laughs> yeah, make sure your stuff's working. And... Yeah. Well, you don't have to plug anything in. You play drums, so. No, but it's a big setup usually. Right. Right? So I usually try to... And the worst is when you're sharing gear and all I have to do is like set up cymbals. Yeah. I'm usually like, oh, I'll get my cymbals. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, fuck, where are my cymbals? Yeah. I gotta go on now. <laughs> <laughs> so. So, I think I've only got a... Oh, no, no, no. What's your go-to gas station snack? Ooh. On tour? Uh, yeah, I guess when you're driving and uh, when you have to pull off. Okay. So, this is this is a good lesson for everybody listening here. Perfect. If you're doing long drives on the road, sunflower seeds. Yeah. Because they get your brain going, I guess. They, like, stimulate your brain because you're trying to do something. Yeah. Like, you put a bunch in your mouth. So, I always get sunflower seeds when I'm on the road, always. Okay. Uh, and they help me. I just get, like, an empty cup and just spit them into the spit cup them, or whatever. Yeah. And that keeps me, like, for some reason, like, and I was like, when Carolyn or Mike would drive, okay, try these. And, and, okay, yeah, like, this is actually working. So we've proven that as a thing. Uh, so I'll usually get sunflower seeds. Uh, if not, I am a diehard, absolute diehard salt vinegar chip. Yeah. Miss Vicky's? Uh, uh, you know what? <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, Miss Vicky's are the best. The best salt vinegar chip I ever had was... Uh, a brand called Old Granddads. Okay. I got it off the coffee truck of my old work. Nice. Coffee trucks, they always have the good stuff. It was crazy, man. And I was like, what are these? And to me, what a good salt and vinegar chip is like it burns your mouth. Like <laughs> yeah. you, you feel, it feels like it's cankered. Like you're like, oh, this is hell, but you just can't. That's like, so, but you can get a good bag of Lay's. A good, strong bag of Lay's. Just strong. Like, well, that to me crushes a uh, Miss Vicky's, but Miss Vicky's is good too. Can't go wrong with Miss. No, Vicky's. you can't. No, right on. So I've only got one more question here for you. Yeah. Um, if if Cold Shoulder was at the size of Metallica, what is the rock star budget? So you guys got like a, a massive budget. What's in the green room waiting for you? What's the rock star dream writer? Oh, yeah. I know you asked Mike this. Um, so vegan food for him. Lots to shut them up. Yeah. <laughs> um, vegan food for Jeff. Right. Uh, a nice spot for Jeff to take a snooze. Yeah, he's uh, a sleeper. He's a sleeper, yeah, <laughs> which is okay. He's also the riff machine, so yeah. he's allowed to sleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, probably a pizza for Ryan, a gas station pizza. <laughs> Specifically gas station. Specifically gas station pizza for Ryan. We don't Ryan. want good pizza. No, 
No, just pepperoni and cheese. Um, maybe a, a case of beer for, or not even, maybe just like a six pack or for yeah. Ryan and I just to have a few beers. Um, there's gotta be something cool here that we can do. Like this is dream. Like this yeah, is anything. Anything you can have. Oh my god. TVs playing anything. Oh. Video games. Okay, so definitely some video games. Um, we're all like I, I'm a I'm a big sports guy. Yeah. So I love my like NHL and Madden and stuff. But I know like Ryan and Mike, they love like uh, Elden Ring and games like that. So like definitely some video games. Big ass TV. Um, Ryan's a huge wrestling fan too, right? Oh, a, a full-on wrestling ring should be in our, our rider. <laughs> right, right, right. Thank yeah, you. that would be good. Yeah, he. Oh, he's like that's his thing. It's yeah, wrestling. he's a Andy from Every Time I Die is wrestling. And yeah. Oh in, yeah, he in, in, yeah. The, in the ring there with you. Actually, because my favorite team is uh, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. And the owner's son Tony Khan, he owns AEW. Really? So like Jacks the Jaguars. So Ryan and I are like. That's funny. We have that connection there kind of <laughs> um yeah so full on wrestling ring um I don't know which uh, I, I couldn't tell you which wrestler Ryan would want but he's gonna yell he's gonna be like how don't you know it should be this but um, <laughs> I only talk about them all the time <laughs> yeah and yeah just some good food I'd eat the vegan food I, lo- I love vegan food yeah um and I Maybe a shower would be good. Yeah, nice. Showers are always like good. A shower in the corner there. Yeah, that's a good answer. Yeah, that's all I can really think. Of. Yeah, that's a tough question. It is a big question. <laughs> yeah, anything in the world. Yeah, maybe some puppies would be cool. That's a good one. Yeah, we've heard that before. Take a dog for a walk. Yeah, yeah. Just you can just like lay there and let them like, attack you. <laughs> that would be good. Yeah, that'd be yeah. Uh, nice. Be, that's good. Yeah. Right on. Well, I think we can end it there. So uh, if you have anything you want to plug, uh, now would be your time. All the handles and all the social medias. Yeah. Uh, so cold shoulder to on everything, um, and then father figure punk on everything. Uh, actually, I think father figure just has Instagram and YouTube and Bandcamp. Uh, but uh, and then obviously hold your ground fest in September. Yeah. Uh, prior to that, <coughs> excuse me, I got to shout out uh, the scoped five year anniversary. Yeah, that looks like a yep. exciting time. We're, we're playing that, um, so there's tickets for that available as well. Um, if you're in Western Canada, yeah. Um, and to everybody playing music in Ontario, keep it up because this is awesome, man. Like this is yeah, it's crazy. Shows now are I guess the pandemic people were like fuck. I want to get into local shows and a bunch of people are coming out I think it's so cool yeah <laughs> shout outs to your company too oh yeah yeah my business yeah, yeah. shout out to my business yeah right on um, yeah no and thank you shout out to you man this oh, is thank awesome you. yeah You're, uh, you've always done good stuff and um, keep this up this is awesome appreciate that I love these podcasts yeah <laughs> so folks you can get your tickets to hold your ground fest at holdyourgroundfest.com that's coming up in September. It's going to be a Mississauga. Ugh. Cold Shoulder just put out a record. Definitely go jam that out. All right, let's end it there. Awesome. Thanks, man. <laughs>